Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. Welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Jake, what's shaking, man? Man, not too terribly much. Kind of had one of those off days today, kind of full with cows and farming and moving hay and didn't really get much office work done, but got a whole lot of stuff I've been needing to get accomplished done for a while today. Well, it's good to hear you did not work yourself to death today. Well, no, I worked. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I moved about four loads of hay from Mama's to my house because I was running out of hay for cows here. So, no, I had I had plenty of work going on. I just wasn't sitting behind the desk today. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I did a little work today, and uh, I'm going to strike off after them ducks in the morning. Try them one more One, more one last, last time. Last morning of the year, of the season. Yep. 200 and some odd days waiting to get to try it again. 305. Before teal season or big duck? Yeah, big duck. But, yeah, you can throw teal season in there a little early start, I guess. Yeah, I get excited about it just like I do dove season. It's a chance oh, of, yeah. It's a chance to burn powder. I don't really care. That's right. Yeah, that's why we like to swing up to Tylertown and go shoot a couple of quail. Yep. Just, just to yep. Get, a, get a little bit of a something in and watch the dogs work a little bit. Yeah, me and old, me and old Shuttler's going to take the boat out one last time Give it its last float of the of the duck season. Well, look to backtrack just a minute. You know, we did the the final series of Shaw Bros a couple of weeks ago, and in there yeah. there were several hashtag Larry moments. It was, it was. Have we got any type of feedback from Larry? Well, Larry hadn't heard that one yet, has he? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> uh, let me see. I don't think we've. Uh... It, yeah, we put it out. Yeah, I had, it was uh, out a week or two ago. Yeah, whenever Shedler gets here, I have to see if there's been any uh, any feedback from Larry. I think we throwed out a hashtag, Shedler needs a raise. and uh, Hashtag, we and need to that. be at the condo this summer. Hashtag, we need a bigger boat. Uh, <laughs> there, were, there were lots of hashtags thrown out to Mr. Larry, so... Yeah, I'll have to see if uh, I have to see if we've gotten any any response on that yet. Well, I, I noticed my phone's not been blowing up, so I didn't... Uh, but I no, may be, I had, I may I be further down the totem pole. Uh, no, man. Well, we wish no. you we wish you luck on going after them this weekend. Uh, me and the kids are going to ease down in Louisiana. It's their youth weekend, youth day Saturday, so we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. We're going maybe to... y'all maybe y'all get on. I don't I don't have no no real big hopes. But Shedler, he said he had he had he had to make one last run since he didn't with a good didn't get to go with. These uh, this past couple of times, so he said he needed one last run. So I said, "Well, I'll I'll go in there with you, and we'll see. We'll see if we can shake down. It may be good, but man buys a new boat, he wants to use it. I understand. I like riding in it. Right. it saves saves me a lot of walking. So, well, I'll throw this out there before we get with our get you know get our guest on here. Uh, found three boxes of four ten shells for the girls. You know they shoot them two little pump four tens. Yeah. Right, and Cameron informed me earlier that that was not enough shells. So apparently they have wow. big hopes. They're, they're expecting Saturday to just be a barn burner with those little pump shotguns. So they got some big plans, don't they? Either that, or they plan on just shooting at my decoys or something. I don't know. You know, we <laughs> we've shot shotgun shells before. We've shot you know water bottle that we had to go pick up afterwards. Yeah. Well, 
you know, when they get bored, you, you have to do something to keep them entertained long enough to. You got to improvise. Yeah. It's, it's always, anytime you take children hunting, you've always got a new adventure going. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I hope to, I hope to end my part of the season with a little bit more footage. I'd looked and I'd like to have me a good, about a minute's worth of footage. And I'm kind of tired of getting those shots of riding in with the boat and, you know, throwing decoys out, stuff like that. I want to get me a few more, uh, few more ducks in the water type shots so well, hopefully i'll better get it in the morning and not only that but now make sure you get plenty of shedler calling and shedler shooting tomorrow and you, you can get your raw footage some fill-in you know feed right there give me a little b-roll yeah you can get a little b-roll in with the shed <laughs> man um not just him being the captain of the boat i mean i know that's his most important role but you can I mean, that's where he's extra. most star-studded so that's what i understand like playing bumper boats yep yep well man we got a guy tonight that could probably heck he could probably give us a few pointers with all this what you think oh yeah i, I don't know about the duck woods maybe so but i, I know in the turkey woods the deer uh probably everything eh, he probably could point us out some stuff on the ducks too <laughs> but we Especially actually being, have him being we actually have him in studio tonight so that's right i hate i wasn't able to join y'all like we say me and Scheller is about to take off here in just a little while and run up to the camp but but for that, I'd be sitting there. We'd be hanging out in the studios, but I guess it's all good. I guess it's all good. Well, Jake, tell us who we got tonight. We've got a local guy here, Mr. Ryan Wascom. He's from our area. And, Ryan, I don't know which title we're supposed to throw at you nowadays. <laughs> You've had numerous titles. In the- all kind of titles. <laughs> all kind of titles, man. Jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, I know your favorite title is Daddy. Yeah, that's but, exactly right. You know, from being on hunting shows to being – championship turkey calling you know being on tv shows you know not just the the hunting show but but also doing talk shows and other things over the years and i'm not sure if a lot of people in our area or folks that listen to our podcast even know that you've done i know i didn't know that you've done a lot of the stuff that you've done yeah i mean you know growing up we we were always in front of the camera my dad he was in video um you know, he started videoing in the late 80s before anybody was doing it. You know, it was a group of guys, uh, some guys that are really famous now, you know, that have taken off. He was involved with them, and then that kind of just rolled over to him taking us. He backed off as we were kids. We started growing up, playing ball, stuff. He wanted to be at home. He stayed at home. He quit traveling, hunting, working, and he filmed us. And growing up, we didn't know any other way but hunting in front of a camera really everything we done we videoed so i mean it didn't matter if we were squirrel hunting deer hunting turkey hunting he had a video camera yep we videoed everything we've got tapes from 92 91 i mean just getting down super vhs (laughs) how are the interviews at that time they were classic were they oh yeah were they real professional they were professional because he he was strict you know because he had he had went through a video school and so, but looking back on it now, it was almost like a piece of plywood standing there. We were straight up and down, and you you looking straight at the camera. That was his rules. You had to look at the camera. Really? Yeah. He went through, uh, most people won't know or whatever, but Sheen Ray Video School. He went through that. And the guys that he went through it with, you know, they, they were strict. He was strict. You couldn't move when we were turkey hunting. You know, you, you didn't dare move. Now, I couldn't imagine getting away with what I do, you know, now. But used to, if we flinched, he was on us. 
Really? Yeah, that's just the way he was, you know. But we went, when I was growing up in, see, I missed the good era. I was right there at the end of when the disease come through St. Helena Parish. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the ward head come through, wiped them out, right, you know, because he used to, he said 15, 20 turkeys, that was common, hearing 15 to 20 gobble every morning. And then it goes. Where's he hunting at? That was in St. Helena. Yeah, because that's not, that, that's that, not today this is, for sure. No, no, no. This was in the, you know, 70, late 70s, early 80s. And then I was born in 85. Started turkey hunting ninety one, yeah. If I, if my math's right, mm-hmm. ninety one, and going with him, I killed my first one in ninety three, and if we seen one turkey, heard one turkey, that's all we had to hunt all year. I mean, it went from fifteen or twenty, from what he said, because I was a kid then. I didn't. I was really young, didn't put it all together, but went from that to no turkeys at all. And if you moved, if you run that gobbler off. That was it. Yeah, that's that all. You, a, that I mean, that's all. That's the only one so. you had to hunt. So, just growing up strict like that, man. And and I, I try not. You know, my wife, she deer hunted and stuff growing up as a kid, but she never turkey hunted. Well, that's the only way I knew was to be strict. You know, and she was like, "This isn't any fun." I was like, "Well, let me calm down a Hold little on, bit." Does your bride actually allow you to do that? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I've I've known your bride for quite a <laughs> while, and I, I didn't know if she actually would take direction that well from well, you know. She don't like to. <laughs> but you that, want, that's you all be careful with yeah, how you say that. That's it, because I know she's going to listen to this. So, but. No, Now, her daddy's a big hunter, too. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, a big he hunter. He travels all over and, and has done real well over the years. Yeah, he goes all over uh, caribou hunting, elk hunting, moose hunting. I mean, he's I, always going somewhere. I ran into him at the tax office the other day, and the first thing he asked me is if I had webbed feet yet. All he could see was all my duck hunting <laughs> oh, stuff. And I said, well, you know. I do other things too. He said, "Oh, I know." He said, "But uh, well, talking about being being strict, Ryan, I know one your uh, your wife's mom. <laughs> she uh, she straightened me out a time or two back during during my school days." Yeah, everybody says that, you know, and and <laughs> you know, I've got family and stuff that live in Gillsburg before you know actually getting married and stuff to my wife, but. Uh, I always knew her growing up, going to church here in Gillsburg at Bible school and stuff. And uh, I never had any issues, you know, Miss Berman. She's you think always it might be the the pupil there. Nah, she, she was. You know, you were good, and yeah. Jeremy wasn't. That's that a, I, oh, I, that's well, kind of. I didn't say I had any issues. <laughs> I just said she would straighten you out. Oh yeah, oh, she'll line you out now, real quick. But that's good. That's what everybody needs. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. The we world need needs more of it. More of it right now. Absolutely. No, no doubt. No, yeah, I'm not even. We're not even going to jump in that topic. <laughs> that's a whole nother, whole Ooh. nother subject. Yeah, discipline. That's a, that's a discipline, discipline of itself. children could get. Uh, yeah, that we could run into that one all day long. So. Yeah. But now, oh man! All right, now Ryan, y- y'all started at an early age hunting and hunting under a camera and and kind of that tutelage and stuff. Now, at a young age, you were really good with a turkey call. Yeah, I was very fortunate. My dad was a very good turkey caller. You know, he learned from a guy there in Greensburg. You know, he he tells a story all the time. The guy, he met him, you know, he told him, he said, meet me down here. I want to go turkey hunting with you. He said, all right. He said, meet me down here at this spot. He said, be there at 5 o'clock in the morning. So he shows up. Daddy gets out of the truck. He's 14 years old, drives himself over, you know, gets out of the truck. 
and uh, starts loading his gun. He said, what are you doing? He said, well, I told you I want to come turkey hunting. He said, well, he said, before you kill one, you got to learn how to call one. And so he said he, he really showed him a lot to it, you know, to calling. And then he got with some guys and stuff and really, you know, got got going really well with it. And then they started doing competitions. Every competition they were going to, turkey calling. And then I was just around it, you know, and you kind of pick up on what's, what you're around. And it just one thing after another, and then he started building his own turkey calls. And, I mean, we just, that's what we were. We were turkey fanatics, you know. And um, mouth calls, slate calls, wing bones, tube calls i mean anything you know he he could do it and then so we picked up on that and just took it i'm not gonna say to another level but you know really practiced it and um won several competitions around the house won the louisiana state calling contest when i was 14 uh went there went to another big contest in yaleville arkansas uh, turkey trot festival won it placed in the grant the junior grand nationals uh twice so you know been very very fortunate you know as far as turkey. now your bro you have a brother that's a yeah. good turkey caller also. oh yeah yeah he's very good and uh, i don't know if a lot of people know this but you know working with a turkey call is like any other musical instrument if you do not practice you will not get better no and, absolutely you know, and and what you can do sitting on your porch and what you do in the woods with a turkey, sometimes two different things, but it's still just like baseball. It's like football. You get out of it what you put in it. Exactly. And the more you put it into it, especially at an earlier age. That's right. You do. You pick up on more things and stuff. And, you know, practice is everything. Some people are naturally talented, but you still got to practice, mm-hmm. you know. And <clears throat> the way I look at it is if that gobbler – if he's got two or three hens with him and you got one hen out there and she's running the show, if you can't outcall her and sound better than her, why would he come over to you? You know? Well at the same time, I mean duck hunting's <laughs> a lot like that. That's right. I mean, you know, duck duck calling is not the easiest thing that, that somebody could pick up and do. I mean, I know guys they've duck hunted all their lives, so when it comes to blowing a duck call, you know, it's just it's left a lot to be desired, but a lot of times you're out there. I know this year I went on a hunt, and uh, the place we were hunting, man, a couple hundred yards from us, there must have been 500 live birds out there. And you had to you had to know what you were doing with a duck call to be able to get them to come over there, at least give you a look. So, you know, that's a, it's a different game whenever you're trying to trying to speak animal out there, if you will. Yeah, it's hard to beat the real deal. Yeah. You it can know, it, it can be done though. Oh, it can. It, it, it can, can be done. And, and if and, you can't out call oh, yeah. them, out sneak them. That's it. That's, that's exactly when you go right. to crawling and running. And yeah. Yeah, I've dropped down in a bar ditch many a time and taken <laughs> off on a sprint to get up above a ridge because you could tell where they were where wanting they, to feed to. And, I mean, that's just part of hunting. I mean, that's the, that's being a woodsman. You can get there. You know, calling. Yeah. When it comes to turkey hunting, calling's not everything. You know, it's probably really and truly, in my in my opinion, it's probably twenty percent. It's less than twenty yeah. percent. Patience woodsmanship yep. by far uh you know we we had a jimmy barton on the other night and that's what he was saying you know a lot of times it's just being patient you know you 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 want to jump up and move when you ought to sit there for another two minutes exactly. you know and and all of a sudden you make that move i mean i've come off the ground before and got busted yeah because i couldn't find the bird i'm like god he's right i know he's right over there i'm gonna have to move and or he's gone the other way he's lost interest in me and then I move, you know, it's a game of who moves first. And 
all of a sudden he wins and that's right <laughs> well a, a rule that i go by and i don't do it every time but i try to after the last call i make i generally sit 30 minutes nine times out of ten that gobbler when you shut up you know and you sit there and you wait 10 minutes 15 minutes he's curious he's, he's curious he's looking if he's an, if he answered you he's curious and nine times out of ten if he's if he's by himself as old gobbler or if he's been fooled with and stuff you give him a little bit of time he's going to come in there but i had one this past year i'd done that i sat there for 30 minutes didn't hear nothing he never said another word i eased out i said i'm gonna come back and check him this evening went back in there that evening right where i was sitting he was right there under that tree strutting really? when i when i come back that evening it's amazing how they know right where you are. They, know they right. don't have a general idea. They know right where you exactly are. Exactly where you are. And for something that, you know, people, some people say, oh, they're stupid. Oh, they're just spooky. That's why they're so hard to kill. I'm, I think some of them are Einstein. I mean. Oh, 100%. You know, I've had, I fooled some over the years that you sneak in before daylight and you, you get set down because you've seen him pitch down in the same, and the sun gun's pitched down a whole different way the next day and it's like... Just wake up in another I world. I know good well. I have not moved. I no. know his head was under his wing, you know, first thing this morning. There's no way. I was in on one, two hours before daylight. I was sitting down. I knew where he was going to pitch down at. Could have shot him off a limb, but that's not, you know, that, that's not my style. And knew right where he had been landing at. I saw he lands down in the corner of his plot this morning. I got him. That song on sailed down 250 yards from where he had been. Just, He'll do it. And it was like, well, all right. Uh, we'll <laughs> yep. try this again we'll, in the morning. We'll go somewhere else now. Yeah, we'll, we'll back off of him for a I couple of days. I saw the same and, thing, or pretty similar happened to me. I think it was last year, year before last, I seen this turkey pitching out on the edge of edge of one of our fields. And uh, I said, I'm going to go hunt that bird. And I got right there on the edge of that field and, and hooted a couple of times. He was exact, exactly where he always always was and i sat there that morning and uh that turkey pitched out and i i heard his wings come over me and i watched and that bird must have sailed 200 yards across the knoll in that field landed on the other side of the field i said you have got to be kidding me <laughs> hadn't made a sound hadn't made a movement Just... no i hooted locate i knew where he was in the tree i said well he's he, it's gonna be textbook and Look, anything that from the time they are hatched from the egg, something is trying to eat them, I guess you've got to have a little bit of a sixth sense to absolutely to know where danger, (laughs) you you know, uh, I'm sure they have a little flashing light, you know, danger close, danger close at all times. But now, now, Ryan, you're you're turkey calling at a young age and, and, and going to competitions and winning some of those. That led you kind of into a really neat experience one time. Yeah, we, uh, it was actually, we, I won that contest in Arkansas and we were getting ready to come home and there was a lady there. She said, look, she was talking to my dad. She said, you know, your son won the contest and we need people to be on Jay Leno. We want people to be on the Jay Leno show for Thanksgiving night. I didn't think nothing of this, you know. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, night. Yeah, Thanksgiving night. They're not that, gonna do it. No, yeah, this this isn't gonna happen. They're not gonna bring a bunch of hillbillies, you know, <laughs> out there. And uh, so anyway, my dad, he's all over. You know, he he gives our name and stuff. Well, we go home, and that was like October first, somewhere right around there. And so I go home like two weeks later. The producer calls. He calls the house. He's talking to me and stuff. And uh, anyway, he talks to my dad. He said, "Well, we'll call you back and let you know." Well, he calls back, 
And he tells, he said, look, he said, I want your son to come out there and be on the show. He said, hold up. He said, I got another kid. He said, he can turkey call too. So he said, we'll put him on the phone. Yeah, not doing one. That's right. No, we're going to do two or that's, none. That's exactly what he told him. And so anyway, Rusty got on the phone and he'd done his look. You know, back then he was a big natural voice caller, called with his voice and stuff, boy. And he, the guy, he ate that up, you know. And so he said, well, we'll let you know. And he called back one other time. He said, here's all your flight stuff. Everything's good to go. They flew us to California, Los Angeles. First time on the airplane, you know, back then. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> at 14. <laughs> yeah, at 14. And uh, so, you know, but everything was first class. We went er- everywhere we went out there was in a limousine. You know, I mean, this was. You thought you were in high Oh, yeah. Then. I mean, this was Beverly Hillbillies yeah, Be- for Hillbillies sure. Hillbillies have come I, to town. Exactly. Now, what kind of setup was that? Walking in, and that was, that was several years ago but i mean that right. still had to be did they have to do makeup did they have to oh yeah you had your and- you had your own dressing room and, and my dressing room was uh let's see it was mine and then there was a dressing room in between my brother's dressing room well the dressing room in between us was rodney dangerfield really he, he was there on the show that night so it's pretty cool experience you know get to meet him and, and stuff and uh but yeah everything i mean it's just you know, it's it's a really, really cool experience, you know, to go there, to do that. And not only did we, you know, not only being on the show, but we went and toured several um, famous people's homes. And then, you know, they had it set up. We went to uh, Disney, let's see, Disneyland. And then we went to a couple other places out there. Went and done uh, Universal Studios, went and done that. And, you know, back then there was people in line. I mean, there was you know be 50 60 people in line and we had those passes we went in front of everybody my dad said they're gonna run us off yeah, somebody's gonna jump us in a minute there's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a fight go on yeah but we went and seen uh one of jay leno's uh car collections that he had right there by the studio we went and seen it all right that maybe as a 14 year old child that wouldn't have been my attraction but at my age now yeah absolutely the car collection would probably absolutely. be mine <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was just really, really cool experience to go do that. Had Thanksgiving dinner with him on the set, you know. And, I mean, he's walking around with blue jeans, blue jeans shirt, just down-to-earth guy. Really, really cool guy. You know, you you think a lot of times with folks that are famous, folks that, you know, you forget they're actually real people right. sometimes. And, and right. some are really nice folks and some aren't. That's you know, it. We've run into both types over the years. And, you know, some folks are just down-to-earth, want to help you, talk to you. And then some are you know get away from me nice type things yeah. and but he he was he was i mean very very nice guy especially when you're on his set that's right he, he kind of needs for you to get along a little bit for the show that's it at least for an hour that's it man they even recorded. you know he even they gave us i think it was four hundred dollars each for being on the show now did y'all have to call that yeah. night on yeah the we show? went we went out it was a pretty cool deal we went out and uh, we rehearsed everything, went through and, you know, done a little run rundown of what we were going to do. And so we come out. One thing we didn't know at the time, they brought in a bunch of tame turkeys. And they set them up on the – they had them out. And then they cut them <laughs> – they opened the pen up. And, look, they flew up on top of the cameras and stuff. They were flying over the set. All the people there, they were, you know, a bunch of city folks out there. And uh, – so, but it was pretty cool, you know. We called Turkey's Gobble. YouTube? Can you look that up? I don't know. I don't you, know. You gonna make me go back and look it up? <laughs> see if I can't find it. I, I don't yeah. know how I'd search it, but uh, yeah, yeah, that would be neat to yeah. catch it. Now, the, the, any wrong notes that night? No, 
No, no, everything oh, went smooth. Yeah, yeah everything. Well, I mean, you've been yeah. calling in contests. That's right. Not, no, everything. You know, yeah, everything. It is went, a little different setting, and that's right. You know, he was. I'll throw this out there. He was. He was pretty. You know, curious where we were from and stuff. I guess you know, being out there all the time, he he's just used to people having everything at their fingertips. You know, I mean, back then, heck, I don't even know. Let's see. I, I guess we'd have had to drive to Hammond or Macomb to get to a Walmart. You know. We did too. You I know, mean, back home, right? We used to call that going to town. That, I mean, when exactly. you went to big town. That's right. And you, he, you were he so was excited asked, to get to go Walmart, it. McDonald's. That's what uh, it, he the was. Mall. A, he was asking us. He said, uh, "He said, you know what you what's, what's your town like?" I said, "Well, it's not much there, you know." He's like, "What what y'all got to eat?" I said, "Well, there's not much, you know, nothing there really." He said, "You don't have McDonald's?" I said, "No, we don't have McDonald's." He said, uh, "No water burger, nothing like that." I said, "No." I said. Uh, you know, we got a chicken hut. <laughs> and look, it's man, he ate that up. You know, it is a pretty cool deal. But uh, we had Tasty Freeze yeah, growing up. Tasty Freeze. That's what I was going to say. He should have thrown in the Tasty Freeze. Yeah. You know, and, and people just don't realize what's a Tasty Freeze. Right. What's a hamburger joint? That's right. It's, That's exactly right. You get a hamburger, a sandwich. Uh, yeah. You had Junior Food March. You'd get some chicken. Uh, you could always smell like chicken when you came out, also. So, I mean, it was. That's right. Look, I have people. We had a guy, Jeremy. Where was that guy from? He was from South Louisiana, and came, yeah, comes that up was, through uh, here. The Southern Roots guy. Wasn't it, it was. It was. Uh, yeah. And he was. That was his. He said, "Man, I stopped doing food yeah. more every time I come through." It's like, you know, a lot of people tell you they come through Central, they stop at Vines. You know, Vines That's is right. a, a more known. It is a little bigger setup. You can get That's meat right. processed and everything else. And man, I ate at Vines and it was fine. And it always is. Right. Benny and them put on a good spread, but. When a man brought up Junior Food Mart, and I'm like, "That's right, that's your destination." <laughs> okay, that's it. You yeah, know, but, I know Sean pretty well. He's a good guy. You know, but we've got we've got a guy that hunts with us a lot, and Chad's gonna find the good eating spots. He's gonna know every hole in the wall, out of the world. You know, he's found it somewhere through. I don't know if he's on like a food forum. On, he's got to be if he knows all these I'm places. A, we have gone some really weird places, and he's telling, you know, go up here, turn right, turn left. That's it. And it's like, that can't be it. No, there's nothing over there. And then there's some <laughs> that we've walked into that looked like it was a coat and tie establishment, and we walked in like I'm dressed now with my shorts and rubber boots on and maybe had face paint still on. <laughs> like, they're not going to let us in the door. There's no way. And you walk in like, well, you can sit at the bar. Cool. Yeah. I don't I don't care where I sit. I just no. want to be able to eat. I want something to eat. Yep. I'm hungry. Let, and I'm let paying. The food be good. <laughs> yeah. We, we we got money. We're good. We're not, you know, we're not here to bum a meal out the back door. But uh well doing all of that has kind of led you into a whole different, you know, you you join When did you join the Train Assassins? Well, we we had a meeting. We all got together. We were going to do a YouTube channel. Do a show on YouTube. And that was, man. Well, whenever put, you say we, Ryan, who are you referring to? You and well, and, and yeah, Slade and yeah, well, Slade, Craig, and Blake. We all met, okay. and so uh, we were sitting there. And I'm trying. You put me on the spot now. now that's probably. It, I guess it's been eight <laughs> years ago. I guess it's been longer than that. Eight or nine. I can't remember. Time flies. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we're nobody. It's that's in a, right. It's in a pass or yeah. fail test. That's here. Right. Slade may call and say, I can't believe you don't remember. But oh, 100% he will. He'll have him white sunglasses on and his uh, cameraman. Oh, yeah. Is, he'll uh, be, uh, you'll have to tie his hands <laughs> behind his back. No doubt. No doubt. So, but no, we, um, 
we met and stuff. I, I knew Craig growing up, and I've known Blake growing up. Now, Slade, I actually went on a turkey hunt with Slade. We went to Texas. I was probably, we were probably nine, ten years old, somewhere in there, uh, through mutual friends. And that's where I met Slade at, and I'll never forget. Slade's like, oh, yeah, man, we got a bunch of deer and stuff like that. And we swapped phone numbers. Well, never never talked to him again until we, you know, once I got in high school. And then when I was in high school, we'd see him at the ball games or whatnot, mm-hmm. see him out and stuff. But anyway, we were going to, we all got together. They knew that my brother and I, we were doing turkey hunting. We had made a, a turkey hunting video a couple years prior to that. And that, so they wanted to bring us on kind of to fill in, you know, for turkey hunting and stuff like that. Well, then we got together and and so we said, look, let's let's just go together, you know. They already had the name Trained Assassins. They were doing that from their little guiding and stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, we took that name since it was already formed. We took that name, and basically we were getting ready to do our YouTube show. That's what we. That's all we wanted to do. Well, then, within a couple of months, it went from a YouTube show to Sportsman Channel, just like that. Really, it, it did. They progressed that far. Yes, uh, just things lined up. There was some the guys they were looking for another show to put on you know under their title and we we fit it so we went in there and i mean was it just the right person saw it on youtube or is that just a connection y'all no it was a connection it was a connection they uh craig had the connection and stuff and the guys were wanting to put another show on and that's kind of how that come about and stuff but we had to we had to scramble i mean like they said hey this needs to be done well we didn't film anything you don't have enough footage yeah we didn't have i mean we had all of our old stuff but we didn't have anything as far as, you know, trying to put a TV show together. So we start scrambling. And the first season, looking back on it now, we're like, wow, we can't even believe that was <laughs> How did on- we make it to season two? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, even up to season two and season three, you look at it and you're like, ooh-wee, that kind of hurts a little bit when you look at it. But, I mean, hey, we thought we were doing it right, you know. So we were having fun. That's all that matters. Now, did y'all – you know, us doing the, the podcast and stuff, I know the audio end of this is always uh, finding a new way to edit or finding a new way to do something. Uh, I'm guessing y'all are still learning and changing oh, stuff, yeah. Yeah. doing different things. And do y'all have a a group that does your editing, or do y'all do it all yourself in-house? Yeah. Or? Well, a funny story. The first year, our first season, the guy that edited our show, he had never hunted a day in his life ever and he still hasn't hunted the only hunting he's ever seen or done is when he edited our show and that's why it's pretty rough when you're looking back on it but he's a he's a great guy and, and what in the talent he had to work with he done an awesome job that's all i could yeah, say I mean, you he, know he was he kind of dragging the barrel anyway well we didn't have much talent you know as far as us he was he was hurting you know for, as far as us being talent but he he made us so shine did y'all, did y'all have to tell him of hey this is this is a valuable shot here don't delete this uh, Absolutely, absolutely. It was constant phone calls with him, making sure everything was done right and stuff. But yeah, we've got a, uh, you know, when we were doing trained assassins, we had in-house guys. We hired them strictly to do our editing and our filming, and that's really why it it done good is because those guys were on the they were on the hunt with us. So when they went back and started editing, they knew what took place, and they could do everything. You know, they could put a show together quick 
compared to you. Say now, if I just sent it to you. Did they film for y'all also? Yeah, they filmed for us also. Okay, so, so they knew. You had that pressure off of you. You That's didn't right. have to film. All you, you That's had right. to hunt. And yeah. Well, when we first started budget was tight yeah there, you're, there you're, was there, you're filming we, each other we were filming doing. each other but as it you know as it got going and stuff then we hired these guys to they went with us they filmed and then we'd hire some freelancers in between and stuff some guys that you know didn't work for us full time but we had two full-time employees that worked for us and one of them done the editing and he videoed and then the other guy was just edit or just videoing in social media well i know everybody always wants to know you know did you did you have to buy a new safe to store all the millions that you made off of this show? Look, you know, or did I'm, everything I'm, you make, I go still I got right checked. Into yeah, it I, and, everything that everything <laughs> that we made off of it went back into it, and you spent more. You know, it. Look, <clears throat> I tell people all the time: if you're getting in the hunting industry or wanting to start a TV show, you got to do it because you like it, or some. You know, like us, that's all I've ever done as far as our hunting and stuff. We filmed everything we've done. It just fell into place. Uh, don't expect to make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that time, those those times are over with, in my opinion. Well, depending on what you're doing, you know, right. people ask right. us all the time. You know, you know, man, y'all make any money at that podcast? No, no. this costs us money each month. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. A, I like the laugh. Yeah. There. <laughs> you know, no, this is not a money making venture. No. We enjoy doing what we're doing. That's and, right. We enjoy get to talk to different guests and learn different stories and hear different things. And right. It has helped. Jimmy, I, I know you can back this up or agree with me on this. We've got to meet some people we may not have got to meet any other way. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and visit with folks. And, you know, it's just it's it's been a really good, you know, a tool to, to kind of get your name out and, and meet some new personalities and different things. And, and Lord knows Jacob and I have never had a problem talking. So, <laughs> you know. Kind of goes hand in hand there. That's it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been accused of being too short when unless I just don't like somebody and then that may not talk to him. But other than that, we're we're good to go. You'd still find a way to talk to him. <sighs> yeah, never meet a stranger. Yeah, huh? I try not to. That's the way it works. Hey, look, you can stumble across some hunting property like that. Look, I was just fixing <laughs> to tell you that. No doubt. This yeah. year, I don't, Jimmy. Did we put this on a podcast yet? I was I up in well, – good point. I may need to go a little deeper into it. <laughs> we were – I was up in Arkansas, and we went to a little restaurant one night on a duck hunt, and there's a young child sitting there next to me, and they we had like nine guys, and the little waitress like, look, give us a few minutes. It's going to take us a few minutes to get you a table. You know, there's nine of y'all. You didn't call in or anything. So, yes, ma'am, that's fine. We're sitting there shooting a the breeze, and there's this little young guy there, and he's got his little camo jacket on, and he's standing, you know – couple of feet from me and i looked at him and said dude i like that jacket is it warm yes sir i said you've been hunting yes sir what kind of hunting you doing i'm duck hunting well he and i got to kind of shooting a the breeze there for a minute and his mom and daddy were visiting with the folks they were with and finally they turned around and realized that he and i were sitting there having a little conversation well we got to talking visited with him for a few minutes the table got ready oh uh, the guy actually messaged me i told him about doing a podcast and stuff and everything and that night he looked me up uh on instagram and on facebook looked up the show next morning in duck blind my phone starts beeping hey man listen to your podcast you know little ace the little boy's name and he said man he's he he's sure eating it up man we've listened to three or four of them he likes what y'all got going man my family's got some property in south georgia if you ever want to come turkey hunting give me a shout like man did you say turkeys (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so an hour later, we're still messaging back and forth, which yeah. the ducks really weren't flying. But it was like, you know, what is the odds that I'm going to meet somebody in a restaurant in Arkansas who has hunting property in Georgia that's going to extend an offer and say, hey, man, you know, if y'all want to come, come. And it's like, hey, yeah, give me the address. I'll be there. That's exactly right. What day in April would be good for you? So, yeah, you never know what you can come across. But So y'all did train assassins for eight or nine seasons. Yeah, uh, seven. Yeah, seven, seven, I think. I don't know. It, man, it, it just, everything went so fast. Gone by in a blur? It did. It really well, did. And, and when y'all first started, none of you were married. None of you had kids. None. Let's see, I was married. I didn't have any kids, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was Blake, Blake wasn't married? Was Slade? Yeah, y'all may have all. Man, Blake was married. Blake was married. Craig was married. And Slade, Slade got married. Right there close. Yeah, he was right there at, the, right there at it. But, but, yeah, you know, that that's, that's the thing that really, you know, when you start having kids, I mean, that changes it everything. changes all, all of your schedule. And, look, I was the first one. I said, man, it's not going to change anything. I said, life's going to be good. I said, we're still going to hunt. We're going to have fun. I still hunt and have fun, but it really is tough doing it now. <laughs> it's a little I could, different. It's a little different. <laughs> it is. It is. But, you know, uh, my wife likes to hunt and stuff, and hopefully my kids, you know, my oldest one, she's getting to where she wants to go and stuff. I take her a little bit. Uh, when she when she can go, she's so busy, you know. They got everything going on, and uh, just I really look forward to getting them in the woods. And like I said, I've got two girls. I got another girl on the way, and uh, oh, there's yeah. gonna be a baby girl. <laughs> you got three oh. girls, three girls, man. You um, do realize you're badly outnumbered at your house. Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. Look, so, I told Luke, me and him here, it's, it's he and I and then three girls, and all the cows are all female except for one bull. <laughs> the dogs are female. The donkeys are female. It's like, look, uh, we putting more boys on this hill. That's uh, it. There's, there's no more females hitting this hill anytime yeah. soon unless we buy some more cows or something. But we we got to start putting some guys up here. So, the uh, yeah, it definitely changes your time, changes your schedule. Around whenever y'all got started with trained assassins, what was y'all – and y'all may not really had one right then. But what was y'all's goal going into it? Like when you, whenever y'all started, said, "This is what we want to do. This is this is the outcome we want to have." Was there anything at the beginning? You know, there was nothing really at the very beginning. Obviously, we wanted to have a successful TV show, and you know, to be sure. really and truly, um, you know, there wasn't a goal. I, I, I'm not going to say that. We didn't have a goal, but we never set one out. You know, we never said, look, we got to do this. We got to make so much money or bring this much sponsorship in or anything like that. We just wanted to have fun, show people what we do, go on hunting trips. You know what I mean? That was the that was the busy, biggest success out of the whole thing was we got to go and do things that, you know, if it wouldn't have been for trained assassins, I'd have never got to see you know we some had the places yeah. some of the properties oh, that you were just, able to hunt and... yeah some of the some of the finest deer hunting turkey hunting you want to see i mean i went elk hunting and killed biggest elk i've ever killed i mean i've only ever killed two but i killed 356 inch elk out in public land you know just stuff like that i would have never went been able to go on without mm-hmm. trained assassins being there you know and stuff like that and just all the people, the friendships and stuff that I made over the thing. I mean, I guess if you say a goal, that was it, you know, uh, being able to achieve that, meeting all these people and stuff. But 
we never really set anything out. We were just having fun. We were young at the time. You know, looking at it now, obviously we would have a goal if we were, you know, to start over and stuff. But being that young, we just had – we were having fun. Yeah. Well, you probably achieved what, what you like, – like what you said. You wanted to make a good TV show. You did that, you know, and you probably – you know, I probably would think that I would – I would probably meet a bunch of small goals. Heck, I want to kill, you know, this certain deer on film. Heck, you got that. You know, you probably met a bunch of small goals along the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was always goals as far as trying to kill deer, you know. And then the biggest thing, you, my biggest goal was just trying to outdo Slade. <laughs> 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 but, no, he, uh, you know, we, we had a great time, man. We we picked on each other. We we still do. I mean, all of us are still really good friends, you know, and and just have had a great time doing it. Well, now, in your opinion, which one of y'all is the better hunter? Oh, here we go, <laughs> man. You know, because I know each year, following the stuff on social media, right. you know, it was always you know Team Blake or Team Slade or you know whatever well, it was. I'll I'm gonna say this, and I and I'll say this for anybody in the united states you're only as good as the property you hunt oh no doubt you know so you can't kill a 130 if you don't have a 130 there mm-hmm. that you're not gonna you kill know, a 180 if, that, not, if, if you don't have a 180 you're not, not being managed or not on that property that's it's right just not happening and same way with turkeys you're not gonna kill turkeys if you don't have turkeys uh so you know everybody had their perks and everybody had in my opinion had their downfalls you know of but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to say who's better or who wasn't, you know. You put me on the spot. Who missed the most? Oh, well, that's easy. Craig. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that, <laughs> I knew I could get you back yeah. to an easy oh, question. Oh, yeah. That's the easiest one there. <laughs> Do we have a Craig's reel, like a blooper's reel? Yeah. There, Is there, there actually one out? Well, there's some behind and the scenes. Craig, se- by the way, if we get you on here, yeah, I'm going to have fun with that, too. There's so. some behind the scenes stuff that, like, only the people that was in the trained assassin group scene that was made by our producers and like i would have paid good money for that to be out but, really oh and it's they good. wouldn't wouldn't release it oh no that's time to bring that youtube channel back out <laughs> that's it that's, <laughs> no we couldn't put it out and stuff like that well you know so craig he was over the final producing so he would look at it and he'd say you know after we made yeah, our he could cut any bad he could cut it out, out of so out that of stuff never made it you oh, know that's horrible oh i know how, how convenient that's it that's it so <laughs> yeah. i told the producer i said look you need to let us make the decision on, on what i said just set craig to the side i said because this really needs to be out there for the public to see <laughs> <laughs> well you know growing up i think we've talked about it on here before one of my favorite and I don't remember which show it was, but they did a bloopers reel and showed the arrow hitting the stump and, you know, just the miscues. And, and you know, as well as I do, I've dropped arrows. I've had my peep sight turned wrong. You know, the knock where my release goes has broken loose before. I mean, if it can go wrong, it will. Absolutely. the, The stand slides on you. There's a million and one things that can go wrong, especially bow hunting. You know, rifle hunting's a little different, but, there's many a day that I thought I had a great shot and I missed the hole. And you're looking at your gun kind of like you used to look at your baseball glove, like there was a hole in it, going like, "What? What's what wrong with you?" I yeah, know. It. I know. It. How did I miss that deer at 50 yards? Uh, yeah, we put some. I think we done some bloopers and stuff. They would always put those 
once the show was over, there'd all, always be some type of blooper right at the end, right around the credits. I got you. But it wasn't a whole episode of it. It wasn't a full we could hour. Have, we could have made a whole episode <laughs> of it. You know, and one of the things, I don't know if a lot of people, because that would have been maybe season one, I think, maybe season two, the biggest blooper. And somebody brought it up the other day that was I was talking to them. Is when Blake and Craig went turkey hunting in uh, South Carolina, I believe. And Blake shoots a turkey, and the turkey, he knocked him down. Turkey run out there. And, and so anyway, he goes out there, and it took him five or ten minutes. He finally brought the turkey back. Well, he brings him up there, and he sets him down, and Craig cuts the big camera off. Luckily, they had the GoPro running to see this. They're sitting there, and they're just talking back and forth. This turkey stands up and takes off. they never seen him again. Right, he had shot him. He shot had him, him down. Went out probably there, shot him again. Wrung his neck, brought him back, put him there, set him down, talking to Craig, and he had cut the big camera off, but the GoPro was still running. So it's got the turkey just jumps up like nothing's wrong, takes off running, never see him again. <laughs> Couldn't find him, nothing. Look, I mean, this was up for uh, an award with the Sportsman's Channel. I told Blake, I said, there you go. I said, all the good hunting that you do, you're going to get, wow. you're going to get a award, award for, for this. Turkey running off. <laughs> so, well, who is it? Uh, somebody around here tells a story of they were in Missouri and were in, they had like a camper shell over the back of their truck, killed a good turkey. They're riding down the road and look, and the thing is standing up in the camper shell. I don't know who that. I, I hadn't heard that one. I, I've I'll heard think similar. Of it, but it was. It was apparently it was an all-out fight for a few minutes in the back of that camper shell. Wow! Because you can't shoot in there. No, you're trying to get him. He's not happy <laughs> being in there. So yeah, I think it was a it was all-out brawl for a few minutes trying to get that, him tracked. That, that would down. be very interesting, wouldn't it? Though yeah, it's when you put on some gloves and just dive in. I guess mm. hope you tackling first. You know, I've always thought about trying to catch a turkey, but the older I get, they the way. You look wiser. You look at oh, hooks yeah. on them things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when he yeah. backs up and goes to digging, it's going to make a lot of little marks on you. But, yeah. you know, and I know you've got some awesome turkey hunting stories and deer hunting stories. And, you know, through the show, y'all have got to show a lot. But, you know, other than moving on from that, what else do y'all do? I know you've now moved off in a new adventure with, with real estate and stuff. Right. But, you know, a lot of folks don't know what all you do so yeah like i said at the beginning i didn't know which title to give you because you've had many many titles so man i do a lot of stuff i own a construction company uh we build metal buildings uh hay barns barn dominiums we're building a big barn dominium right now uh over in centerville and also since the trained assassins and stuff uh, one of my friends he's asked me and asked me for about five years now to join his team there in macomb with Southern States Realty, and uh, I finally broke down and I done it. So Realtree and United Country, they started uh, Realtree UC Properties and got my real estate license, licensed in Louisiana and Mississippi. Uh, it's just a at the very beginning stages for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting going at it, uh, but it's something that I've always done. I've just never, I guess, basically been a real estate agent. You know what I mean? I've mm -hmm. always helped people find good properties and stuff like that. And, uh, or, you know, they'll call me and say, Hey, come ride with me and check this property out see what you think or whatnot. I've always helped people doing it. So, you know, I've got a background doing that. And then obviously just, you know, hunting the, my whole life, basically, uh, helping people just find good properties, you know, stuff that I would, if I had the money, I would say, yeah, 
I would get this, you know. Well, that was, you know, years ago somebody asked me about it, and I said, look, you know, my background's in forestry. I don't mind cruising timber. I enjoy doing it, but I like doing it for me. That's right. So my real estate license really, really helped me a whole lot because I don't <laughs> want to do it for everybody else. I'd right. rather do it for me, and, and, and if I can find something I want to buy and sell, then I do it. And, right. And a lot of times if I run it through a realtor or, or you know, don't if I don't have to, but if we do, we, we'll work through right. it. And, That's right. But it's a new adventure you've got going. Yeah, it's a new adventure. And, and like you say, I mean, you've you've got to do something. I, I got a, I got three kids, you know, and I, I used to you travel. Got three daughters. They're, they're going to cost more than boys. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And I used to travel welding, uh, boiler making and stuff, and, and I liked it. You know, made good money, had a great, great career doing that. But I started looking at, you know, my dad was gone traveling a good bit, working and stuff like that, and – you know, he quit doing that when I was a kid, when I was two, three years old, and the same thing happened to me. Uh, just you, you start missing too much time, mm-hmm. you know, and and your kid, your kids will be grown before you know it. And I see so many of the guys that I used to work with, you know, they, you know, they know their kids, you know, and their kids love them. They love their kids, but they miss so much. And I don't care if I got to work fifteen hours a day here. To make half of what I used to make, I'm gonna see my kids grow up. So, when I graduated college, the company in forestry, the company I went and interviewed with, offered you know twenty four thousand truck and benefits, and like surely I didn't go get a college degree to you know because back then if you had a college degree, you're supposed to be making a half million a year. Oh yeah, that was the that was the kind of the word on the street. You were supposed to well. The company I'd welded the summer before for called and said, "Hey, look, we can we can about triple that, but you got to live in a motel room eleven months out of the year." That's it. So you and I have similar backgrounds there. Oh yeah, I traveled around for years and you know finally found something where I wasn't on the road and was able to start doing something on my own and uh, enjoy it. Way that's right. You know, there's a lot of days I still miss it. Oh yeah, getting to work with guys and hearing all the junk and some oh. of the pressure on you, some of the you know. Uh, my little brother does uh, works in a plant there. He manages a plant, and you know he got out for a little while. And he said, "Dude, the production goals, you know, having a deadline that you've got to hit this, this, and this." He said, "It's a it's addictive. Oh, yeah, 100%. especially if you're competitive and 100%. you want to outdo the other group, or you want to outdo last month's, or I you know, I mean, it. it's just a it's an ongoing process all the time. But when you start throwing a wife and kids in, yeah, and yeah. you know, you've had the ability to be able to do that and." That's awesome, just to be able to transition over. And I yeah. know being in the hunt industry has has helped get your name out. It's got you a good name. Not only that, but through all the other stuff you've done, you you've gotten a good name and a good reputation. So people people feel comfortable calling. That's right. It. Feel comfortable, and you know, and like I say, just being honest and fair. That's all. That's all you got to do. If you can be honest and fair in life, everything will be fine. You know. No doubt. The. Uh, what else have you got going? What don't I have? I mean, going? is that I, clearly it's a lot? But yeah. I mean, is it enough, or do you have anything else rolling at this time? Well, we've got some stuff in the works. We uh, we've got another little hunting show that's going to be out and about. Uh, I can't really say much about going it back right to now. The YouTube channel? No, no, we might. We might. No, no. It's going uh, back to the beginning. No, going back to the, going to start it all over, baby. No, it, it's going to be. Uh, you know, obviously, Real Tree has an app, Real Tree Three Sixty Five. 
and we have a show on there right now hunt united it's on but we've got some other stuff in the works we're going to be doing you know i can't i can't really I, look, give hey, a spoiler right you, you now gotta, you know you, you got to leave us dangling yeah. a little bit there's well, there's you there's your all i can mark. tell you is some of the crew may be getting back together Folks, all we can say is stay tuned. It's just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Check them on social media. Keep up with them. And I, uh, I can tell you this: I had a meeting with a great. Don't get yourself in trouble. Oh no! Now. Don't do nothing you're not supposed to. I, I had a meeting this morning in the big Centerville, Mississippi, with a gray-headed man with a long gray beard, and he told me he Uh-oh. said, "I'm ready to go turkey hunting, son." He, do you know that? Do you know that man? Of, I he, do. He has, <laughs> he has stayed out of the light long enough. Let's he, go. He has. <laughs> well, I don't care if I don't know if he cares if he's in the light. He's just ready to go turkey hunting. He's ready to yeah, go. He doesn't care if there's a camera involved. <laughs> yeah. he, actually, he'd probably prefer the camera not be involved. Oh no, he yeah, he's uh, not. He does good on camera though. Look, you know, I have he, a feeling he, he likes it. <laughs> he had me so tickled a couple of years ago in Kansas. He wasn't feeling good, and we were up there on a pheasant hunt, and they were talking about doing the cleanup hunt, and. He was like, well, I don't, I don't feel like walking with a guy that owned the place said, hey, I've got a golf cart. If you want to ride ride behind everybody, because we're going through fields. Right. He said, if you want to ride behind everybody, we can do that. They said he shot more than anybody else, because, like, when the golf cart stopped, he was already out of the truck, out of the of it, gun loaded. He was ready to <laughs> He roll. was ready to shoot. He didn't get tired, so That's- all he did was hop back in the cart. And he was ready to go, you know, speed up, come on, let's go. Yeah. He got back and was telling that, and I was laughing at him so much. But I do have a question. Before we get off here, we're okay. getting down towards the end here. Now, one of your guys, one of your head guys with trained assassins, his, a, a close relation of his and I were having a conversation the other day, and the conversation was who was most popular on social media? Who thinks they're the most popular, no. or who is? Who is? And I'm pretty sure Uncle Rusty Uncle, went in oh, by oh, a Rucker, large margin. Uncle Rusty, by far. I mean, have you looked at how many Instagram and Facebook followers he has? No, you gonna mean, put, you're gonna put me on. You the, probably you probably can't get him off Instagram, can you? He who do you? <laughs> it's amazing. Who do you know to answer this? Who do you know that's in their seventies and can operate? And run Snapchat. Really? And wow. who has Snapchat in well, their seventies? I'm I'll in go, my forties. I have it, but I can't operate it. So, yeah. Jeremy and I'm talking about they snapped something the other day, and I'm like, "Did it come to me? Yeah. I, I don't know." My daughter will ask me, "Diddy, I sent you a snap." Like, yeah. to what? I mean, he look. We go somewhere. He's like, "Yeah, add me on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I got it all." <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ryan, I was just about to ask which one of y'all does it all for him, but evidently that ain't the case. No, a hundred percent. Oh no, he's no. hands on. That's he, his baby. He is. He he's very good at it too. You know, and, but Uncle Rusty's just a likable guy, man, and, and he's always first well, he class. Get his shirt off his back in a heartbeat. A hundred percent. And you know, everybody everybody clings to him. He's you know he's kind of the I'm gonna say the role model. You know that everybody wants to be. Uh, He's just a great, great guy to be around, and and he's always got something going on. And look, so much stuff, video wise. I'm just, I'm glad we got it. That you know, because hey, I mean, it's just part of it. We're not, you know, everybody won't be around forever, you know. Yeah, and we're and, not getting any younger. No, a hundred percent. And we've got some really good hunts with him. Uh, one hunt 
I see that was last year or year before last year I think he killed a turkey on video and look it looked like he shot him it looked like he shot I don't know the largest gun you could possibly think of it knocked his hat clean off when he shot it's some of the greatest video did he have old WW <laughs> off of TK and Mike yeah, old, yeah, yeah, old w- uh-huh. but no man he's just it's always a blast with we him. gotta get him we gotta get him on the show well, you're not going to get a word in. I'm just going to tell you that. Well, that'll be, that'll be fine, too. Him and Jacob will fight over that. Uh, no, actually, with Uncle Rusty, I'll take the back seat. And, yeah. you know, oh, if, if he gets slowed down or kind of off track, I you may really, bring him back. You really, should, you really should get him. Because, I mean, those stories that, you know, and, and y'all have heard them from other people and stuff, but the, oh, old, yeah. the old hunting stories, you know, back in the day of how they used to go deer hunting and stuff like that. I mean, this just crazy to think and you know we were talking about earlier uh being patient and stuff with turkeys the first time i hunted with uncle rusty i, I yelped one time i think turkey hunted was i yelped one time and turkey gobble and i went to call again he said what are you doing i said i'm gonna hit him one more time he said no he said he answered you that first time he said he'll be over here directly just you know he said one time you know back in the day he would just cluck mm-hmm. they you know just cluck one time he said and you'd wait 20 30 minutes to cluck again if he gobbled you put your collar down and you sat there all the day yeah, don't keep yeah it. yeah and so anyway it's just you know the old hunting stories and stuff the way he was brought up and stuff and it's, it's a lot like that with my dad and stuff you know just the stories that they've got to tell i mean they're all priceless mm-hmm Yep. Well, man, we appreciate you being with us tonight. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know Jacob did too, but we're getting, getting close to the end of the show here. We need to, need to go ahead and wrap it up. Hey, I think we can, uh, I think we need to catch up with you and maybe Uncle Rusty and Slade and Craig. Heck, who knows? We might get y'all on one Yeah, night. man. Have a big reunion and stuff. I just there you I, go. Thank y'all for you, having me on, you man. You want to talk about not getting a talk? <laughs> it won't. It, it'll be us introducing it, and then about the time. All right. Well, that's that's, that's the show for tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They'll take the show over. <laughs> well, Ryan, we all. thank you again, yeah, man. Thank y'all. We hope all of you enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. God bless. God bless. Well, ain't nothing like a southerner. Lord, to make you feel alright. I got the windows down. I got the radio on.